Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Sure. There's yeah. no words there. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. In five, four, three. Welcome to season six, episode fourteen of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, the three of us are live on Wednesday, January twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen. This is franchise episode number one hundred sixteen all time. Uh, my name is Kurt Price. My Twitter handle is at Kurt Price. Uh, Bill Day is with us. His Twitter handle is at Billy Blue Note. And uh, Jeff Ponder is also here again this evening. Uh, his Twitter handle is at J Ponder. 94 so give uh give those a follow if you like um if you want to send us a tweet send it to uh at lgb radio and we will read it live on the air so you can communicate with us that way and and uh you can hear your stuff uh if you if you'd like to join us uh, on the air to talk some of the blues hockey go to let's go blues.com slash radio and click on the join button later on in the show when we uh make that available and we'll let you know when that happens so aren't the Blues just wonderful? They, they work so hard, and they love the city so much. I'm sure we'll be winning the Cup very soon with this group of good guys we got on the ice. So we're still Yeah, I mean, this, are we? really, this is just a, a, exactly what you want in a sports team. You want guys that are going to skate their asses off for you and, and leave it all out on the ice and, and, and just do everything that you could imagine as a team they work well as a team they've got goal scorers they've got defensemen they've got two fantastic goaltenders what else could you ask they've got uniforms they've got an arena and you know what i'm gonna love this team win lose or kiss your sister guys can i get a let's go blues let's go blues let's go blues (laughs) all right that's the end of the show right that's it that's all we wanted to say uh how are you guys tonight good happy 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 as can be (laughs) great mood Uh, i get to talk to my two best friends for probably what is going to be five hours right Uh, i hope god i hope not stop the negativity come on it's it's usually a lot longer than an hour (laughs) it is tonight we're shooting for (laughs) for the 85th week in a row we're shooting for an hour (laughs) we'll see (laughs) I uh, I may just hold you guys to it by falling asleep live on air. It builds on something. Yeah. It's on NyQuil. Uh, don't forget to check out the letsgoblues.com radio online shop at uh, letsgoblues.com slash uh, shop or just go letsgoblues.com and click on the shop link. You can get a shirt. Uh, official beers of episode number... Uh, 117. 117 all time. Mm, you've already contradicted yourself, sir. You said 116 earlier. Did I? Is it 116? 117? What is it? 117. Did I say 116? You said 116. I said episode 16. 
Oh, all, all time, it's one one seventeen. I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. I think let's did. Uh, let's did. let's pause the show and go back and count every episode. I do believe I have it. It was it, the recording mm-hmm. was going at that time, so I think I can go back and prove myself. You asked me wh- what episode number was, and I said uh, sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's one seventeen all time. Sixteen uh, the season. Yeah. I I just distinctly <laughs> remember thinking, you know, well we can't name it after a player because it's in the hundred you know in the hundreds but it would have been brett hull you know oh well i did say 16 though you did okay well whatever yeah sorry sorry we're what i i'm i'm not a a, you know i i'm still trying to become (laughs) to aspire to be a blues social (laughs) influencer and i'm too you're, much negativity. You are cr- I apologize. You are crashing and burning and failing miserably. I apologize. You know, Bill, you're giving it your best effort. You're trying as hard as you can. Um, I just can't say anything negative about you. You're trying so hard. And isn't that really all that matters? That's all that one can ask. Right. And, I'm, I mean, it, Bill is giving it a fair effort. Yes. And, uh, more than a fair effort. And I think that uh, anyone who uh, judges him negatively on, on the outcome of his effort uh, is just... Um, well, I think that they're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I mean, if you're a fan of Bill Day, you're always a fan of Bill Day. For some people are probably completely lost to what we're what we're doing. <laughs> Those... Some people already turned the show off <laughs> yes. saying, Why so, did I tune in Jokers? What the hell is going on? Uh, so I I think we were about to talk to our talk about our beers. Yeah, we were right. We were and, and I derailed and us. So let's let's go uh non beer beverage first. Yes, non beer beverage first. Um I am uh very sleep deprived so I was not going to uh take a chance since I'm driving home even though it's a short drive of uh you know risking anything illegal. So I stuck with uh, uh you know the the taste of my teenage years. <laughs> Wild cherry, clearly Canadian. Uh, I thought I could say Surge. No. Oh, that's mine. <laughs> or Jolt. I'm younger than you guys. Surge was mine. Surge or Jolt. Yeah. No, Jolt. I, I remember early on in the uh, the computer gaming era, the uh, coffee shop I worked at, we had Surge on tap. Mm. And Ooh. we would have gamers come in after school on Friday, and they would get a giant 32-ounce cup filled three quarters with surge and ask us to put shots of espresso into it <laughs> so that they oh, could that's... stay awake wow. all weekend playing games it was insane and they're dead now probably <laughs> they have died long ago probably yeah hey they... it's better than tide pods uh, yeah. oh, so, slightly did you... so, so <laughs> i did i i have uh i have a wild cherry clearly canadian it's it you know it in my teenage hockey playing days i would very often stop at the quick trip on the way home pick up a wild cherry cherry clearly canadian and uh you know 99 cent hot dog and <laughs> it was it was a great after game snack do you know what after do you know what my after game snack was at qt after the ballpark after our ballpark games i would stop by qt and i would get a soda and I would get a box of donuts. <laughs> a whole box. Well, those mini donuts. A box of mini ones. Yeah. So they were they were they were small donuts, so they were better for you. <laughs> and that was my almost every almost after every every week I was, ah oh, yeah, let's get the box of mini donuts and a big thing of soda. 
Oh, these yeah. donuts are uh, so much smaller. I can have like 15 of them. Oh, that's like half a box. Yep. Hmm. Uh, what uh, What are you drinking tonight, Jeff? Tonight, I have a, uh, a, a wheat ale, one of uh, my favorite types of beer and also one of my favorite manufacturers. It's just a perfect marriage. The Schlafly Hefeweizen. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, it's a very light and, uh, weedy taste. Um, I don't really know how else to describe it. If, if you've had a Hefeweizen, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's just a light golden, uh, fresh beer that, um, I enjoy year round. Uh, obviously it's, it can really be drinking anytime, but, um, I know a lot of people like to drink it, uh, Oktoberfest time ish. And, uh, but, but really it goes well in the cold. It goes well in the um, in the warmth. It goes well with Cheetos. It goes well with Doritos. Or cheese. It's great. Or cheese with anything. Or cheese its. <laughs> that is my official snack of the podcast. White cheddar cheese its. The party size. He's got the party size. I have gotten in the debate many times, and I asked you guys this earlier. You both gave odd answers. Uh, <laughs> do you like the original or the white cheddar? I could eat both. But there are a lot of people who are anti-white cheddar or anti-original and are feeling very strongly about it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so if anybody's listening and wants to give their preference on Cheez-It flavor, um, I, I actually, I, you, I told you before the show, I have a box of Cheez-Its upstairs, and I had, I, I, uh, the box I had previous to that was uh, three cheese. So, and my son loves the three cheese. So we uh, we're a we're a cheese at household, and I, and I think I prefer the three cheese or the Swiss myself. All good. Original's good. good. Original's good. I just you know I prefer the others, uh, a couple others. Anyway, uh, my beer of the show is local from uh, Recess Brewing, which is a brewery here in uh, located in Edwardsville, Illinois. Uh, fine brewery, very good stuff. It's the Barrel Aged Comrade Imperial Stout. So they Release this once a year, and this is the third anniversary release, and uh, it's uh, it's it's really good. It's the first time I've had it. I had their uh, their uh, chocolate uh, imperial stout comrade uh, at the brewery, and they can, you can buy. I don't know if you can buy these bottles anymore. They may be sold out because um, this was a this was a few weeks ago. But uh, I'll read the uh, side of the label for you. It says government warning. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth effects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems. That sounds delicious. <laughs> the more you know. Brought to you by Let's Go Blues Radio. Right. But it's a Comrade Imperial Stout, barrel-aged Imperial Stout, and it's, uh, it's quite good. Before we move on to the next segment, uh, going back to um, Jeff drinking his Schlafly Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Um, so tomorrow night is uh, an annual event at the Schlafly Tap Room downtown, and uh, I will be there. Um, if uh, anybody is is free and looking to get drunk and uh, indulge in some uh, some uh, rather cholesterol laden foods, it's Robbie Burns night. Uh, so Scotch ale gets tapped, and uh, hmm. they have pipes and drums, and it's a big Scottish festival, and it is a good time to be had by all. Just definitely show up if you can. I, I would uh, consider joining you, but I have my children tomorrow night. You so. need a designated driver. 
Uh, By the way, Mr. Blues Hat did tweet us and says, hey, guys, remember, keep it positive. (laughs) I do believe we're doing our best. It is going to be very hard to do this throughout the show. God willing, Godspeed, we are doing our best to stay positive. Um, It'll it'll be a little easier with with the last game. So, <laughs> yes. yes, as soon as we get through the uh, <laughs> yeah. the Coyotes game, yeah. uh, I think it's it's all sunshine and uh, rainbows, rainbows and, and, and unicorns. Uni- unicorn forts, farts. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, January 24th, 2012. Patrick Berglund scored on a penalty shot versus the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2012. And exactly one year later... Patrick Berglund scored on a penalty shot versus the Nashville Predators, 2013. So that's um, I'm I'm willing to bet that's never happened before in NHL history. Back to back years, penalty shots, same date. Hmm. hmm. Well, I, somebody get I on think, that. I think it's a research project for no, um, for STL Blues history. STL Blues history. <laughs> Has that been done before, sir? Um, sir, look I, I, that up. I can probably I can probably save him the trouble and say no, it's, that's never happened before. The rarity uh, that is the penalty shot. There's no way. Um, is it I bet you could even say that it's never happened that Patrick Berglund scored on the same day within two years of each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, could, I mean, what I meant to say is Patrick Berglund's going to score 50 goals this year. I could look it up. All on penalty shots. <laughs> <laughs> I could look it up because there's a, I think it's on, on uh, uh, hockey, uh, hockey reference. This has the number of penalty shots the player's taken. And he's probably had two in his career, right? That's probably right. only two he has. He's two for two. Two for two, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I, it's not worth it. I think, that, <laughs> I think it came up earlier <laughs> in the year on a broadcast. If it, if it were uh, Tarasenko, I'd look it up. It's Pittsburgh, though. No, it's okay. Uh, 1996, January 24th, 1996. Jeff Courtenall scored his 300th career NHL goal uh, versus the Winnipeg Jets in the St. Louis Blues 6-5 win. I, I liked Jeff Courtenall. I was a big – I mean, Jeff Courtenall was an asshole. But it was the definition of a player that you couldn't stand if he was you were playing against him, but you loved him if he was on your team. So I always, I always, I always hoped, and I know that why he retired. The guy had what fourteen concussions, right? Give or take eleven. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was fourteen because I remember saying that's that's what his number is. That's yeah. insane. Uh, but I always hoped that maybe there'd be a chance that he'd come back for one game. You know how many points he had to end his career, right? Uh, no, it was one short. What was it? Seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. All he needed was to just, all they had to do was just plop him from the bench, put him on the rink, pass him the puck, and then make him pass it to someone else. Just do that every breakout in hopes that he would get one assist. Stick him on. I, mean, I just always, I just always hoped he would, and I know why he didn't, and, and it's obvious why, but. Man, I mean that is just that had to eat away at him a little bit. The fact that he was retiring at seven ninety nine. Uh, we're we're watching the uh, Hawks and Leafs here, <clears throat> and uh, Hawks scored, but uh, Bill says they're going to wave it off. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, there's no way he's he is laying on top. Of, he was laying on top of him, and it doesn't look like he gets pushed on top. And he's him off. Score that. Yeah, he was uh, he was the guy that was laying on top of Anderson. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, All right. uh, Schmaltz. Okay. Uh, 1968, January 24th, 1968, Don McKenney and Frank St. Marseille set the St. Louis Blues team record for the fastest two goals, seven seconds apart, in a 5-2 win versus the Minnesota North Stars. Here's a decision in the Hawks and Leafs game. 
And it is a... He's taking a sweet old time. And volume's down. It's a good goal. Oh. Wow, they called it a good goal. Huh. And Babcock... We'll be talking about that in the interwebs. Babcock is none too happy. Yeah. I didn't see the goal itself. I just saw the aftermath. I saw the... Uh, Hawk, I need some off on top of uh, on top of the nutminder. So I, <laughs> I want to see replay. Uh, 19... So, so back to back to Frank Saint Marseille. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I I even though I never actually saw the guy play in the NHL, one of my favorite all time blues. That's a when, good question. I, That's a, uh, what's your favorite all time player that you've never seen play? The reason that I pick him is because when I was a kid, I was like maybe thirteen. There was an alumni game. And we got front row seats to sit in it. And uh, every, I had a, you know, this back in the day, the disposable cameras. And every time, because he saw me holding it, and I was looking the other way, talking to somebody during the pregame skate, he taps his stick on the glass, and I look over, and it's him. And he's like, you know, making the, the camera notion. And I'm like, huh? And my brother was like, hey, that's, he's trying to tell you he wants you to take a picture of him. I'm like, oh, okay. And so I held my camera up, and, and he posed, and he did that every time he skated by. I probably got 15 pictures of Frank St. Marseille doing different hockey poses. <laughs> and as a kid, you're just eating that up. I mean, that was awesome. That's so, funny. yeah, I, since that moment, I love Frank St. Marseille. The uh, <clears throat> the uh, newspaper clipping that uh, the uh, STL Blues uh, History Twitter account had put up, Said the veteran Don McKinney iced the triumph with 59 seconds remaining when he stole the puck from off defenseman Bob McCord and beat goalie Cesar Maniago. 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 With a long, low slap shot. The goal was McKinney's. Was he and my cousin Vinny? (laughs) Might have been. Uh, What's a Ute? What's a Ute? Uh, the goal was McKinney's second of the night and his seventh of the season. Frank St. Marseille added insult to injury with his tenth professional goal seven seconds later. Uh, 1988, January 24th, 1988, Barkley Plager stopped all treatment. You, wait, uh, what? You should stop reading this because it's not positive. Um, oh. No, it, well, it's not positive, but it's a it's we can I can pay respects to it's a it's a sentimental thing. It makes me sad. It makes me sad, but you can be positive and still be sad at the same time. Mm, Let's let the listeners decide. <laughs> Barkley Plager stopped all treatment on his brain tumors on January 24th, 1988. Uh, if Barkley Plager stopped fighting, you knew it was bad. So, uh, sad day in Blues history. When basically it was just a matter of hours, I guess, for Barkley Plager. Or days, I guess. So, um, And that is today in blues history since our last show (laughs) uh blues played arizona in st louis on uh, on saturday what a game the coyotes played (laughs) yeah the coyotes that's the coyotes were so good on saturday that uh the blues just had to tip their caps to them (laughs) uh it was uh uh, we lost this one five to two. Uh, we're down five to nothing at one point. Four to nothing in the first six minutes and change. Um, it was ridiculous. Um, how good the Coyotes were! How playing. good the Coyotes were playing! It was it. Nobody expected the Coyotes to be that good, but good for them because they've had a rough season. And I feel I truly feel good for that team to have a good game like this. They had to go home holding their heads high after this game because man, and they had to go. I mean, some of those players have kids. And I said, like, "Gosh, Dad, you played such a good game. 
That was such a good game. You get you get you guys did so well. So I feel happy. Guys, I, I I'm sorry. <laughs> um, can we, I need to have an actual hockey discussion here. Um, <laughs> uh, so Jake Allen comes in that game, uh, thirty of thirty two uh, on on the night. Not bad when you look at the numbers. Well, thirty of thirty two. You know, whatever. That's thirty saves. That's pretty good. Um, I thought he looked awful. I thought the goals were bad. I thought his rebound control was just atrocious, and he still looked like shaky jakey at that point. What are your thoughts? I agree. I, I, I uh, <clears throat> had a discussion with uh, someone, can't remember who, on Twitter about uh, Allen's performance uh, in that game, and um, they, uh, they they did bring, they brought up the the thirty saves and thirty two shots uh, stat as a barometer for him playing well. And uh, I said, oh, well, yeah, 30 saves and 32 shots is, is sounds good. But uh, if you watch them play, I mean, he didn't – there were a number of saves that – I mean, especially the one that sticks out for me was the glove save that flipped out of his glove, went up high, had no idea where it was. It damn near went in the goal. Uh, it would have been a really awful goal to to give up, like a bad-looking goal. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, I uh, rebound control didn't seem good. Uh, he uh, – I don't know, and the the first goal he gave up not long after he came in, I believe it was. Yeah, uh, he he, it was a terrible goal. It was awful. Um, right, because it was Carter Hutton gave up the first three and was yanked with yep. uh, before five minutes was elapsed, and like you said before, you know it was four nothing six minutes into the game. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I I had no I had no and I'm not gonna I'm not like playing favorites with goalies here. I I thought uh, uh, one of the goals Hutton gave up were, were was terrible. The 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 goal I can't recall who scored, but the goal, the pass that came from kind of in between the corner and the goal uh, along the boards and the backboard, the back wall, uh, came in front and and uh, it was where Pareko got pushed, you know, back off the off the guy, and so he's wide open, and then Hutton slides off the post, and but the if Hutton stays on the post, he's he's got that shot. The, mm-hmm. the guy's got to com- make a fantastic shot to try and beat him or fantastic move, and all he did was just shoot it where Hutton was, uh, and it hit his shoulder and went in. If he's if he's over a foot, like he should have been, or two feet, uh, it hits him in the chest, upper neck, and he stops the puck. It's fine. But uh, that was I thought that was it, it was one of those goals where it's like a a guy tries to get the shot on goal quick. It's near post, and the goalie left the post, and it's just a bad goal. That was a bad goal on Hutton. It was Jake Allen goal. It was. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, no, I mean, a lot of times uh, stats do not tell the whole story. Um, like with um, in that entire Arizona game, uh, the goaltending was hung out to dry. Uh, the the Blues played awful in front of the goaltending. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, 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 you you to just blame goaltending, even though it didn't wasn't great that game. Uh, it was is a is a simpleton's way of analyzing the game because any any idiot can say it's the goalie's fault because he gives the goals up. But uh, so it's so much more to that. Uh, sure. And you being a goalie knows that if you're hung out to dry and guys are wide open back door and 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 getting clear looks and you're just getting peppered. It's just you're helpless. I mean, you're, right. you're going to give up, give up goals, right? I mean, the way I look at it, Carter Hutton has been playing, you know, uh, above his expected level for quite a while. You know, a, a letdown game was, you know, was going to be there. Not that he, he, you know, he really only had the one bad goal, but uh, you don't want to damage both of your goalies' egos. So you know, we continue to make such wonderful decisions. Uh, you know, in terms of who's going in. And so you replace him after he gives up three goals in the first five minutes of the game. I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, 
you bring in Shaky Jake, and right. Shaky Jake does what Shaky Jake does. <laughs> the the I, and I and and people who will say that Hutton was pulled because he was terrible. It's just that's not the case. It's not. It, no, no, it's, it's not. Not, no. not not even close. Um, he he had the one goal I thought was a bad one. Right. Uh, but but really uh, the goaltending the goal uh, he was pulled. Um, anybody gets pulled three goals in, in six minutes. That's going to happen. But uh, that watch, looking at that game and how those goals went in, uh, the Blues, they were just lost in that game. That was one of the worst games I've seen the Blues play in a long time I mean, yeah. as a team. Yeah, no, nobody's feet were moving. No. If no. You, you go back and you watch the defensive zone coverage by everybody, by uh, Brodziak. Brodziak was drifting around the, the defensive zone, you know, just – not not moving his feet whatsoever. He'd take one stride and coast. Tarasenko, both sides of the puck, not moving his feet whatsoever. And that that was the thing that's that really stood out to me. Uh, you know, it, had they given up? You know, after giving up three goals in the first five minutes of the game, maybe. But how do you not show up? You know, after after the break and just get destroyed. After the break, at home, against the worst team in the NHL. Right. As it's been pointed out, I think uh, game time, uh, the official game time account tweeted out, you know, when the debate about do you boo this effort? <laughs> and yes, you do. I agree with them completely. And, and the one point that they made was there are only, what, I think now two Saturday night home games left or maybe one for the rest of the season, people come out, they're excited about this. And it, it was, it was just the biggest dumpster fire, bed shitting, whatever non blues social, uh, descriptor you can add here. Blues are out shot 44 to 27, um, overall and 32. I got that backwards. 23 to seven in the first period. It was 23 to seven, not 32. <laughs> 23 to seven in the first period. Um, so yeah, I uh, the, the Blues scored two uh, after it was five nothing. The Blues scored two. Uh, Shen and Steen uh, ended up scoring for the Blues, uh, which was obviously too little, too late. But uh, on a positive note, there were both power. Play they, goals. I was gonna say, just gonna say, there were both. There were two for three on the power play. So uh, go figure. With the power play actually, uh, they actually contribute on the power play in this game. It was meaningless. They didn't 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 uh, help them win this game whatsoever. So uh, you would you would hope that a two for three power play game would come in a three to one or three to two Blues win. That'd be great, but uh, but it did not. So uh, anyway, I don't I don't divulge too much on the uh, on that game. Uh, but I think um, there was a lot of talk on Twitter that uh, after this game and uh, well, and the morning of the next game against the Senators uh, last night um, at, at the uh, pregame skate, the morning skate, they announced that uh, Hutton was going to start again. And so I think a lot of people were upset uh, for some reason about uh, that decision. Um, but we can get into more of that later. Um, but it was Hutton's fourth consecutive start in net. And um, he was perfect. Got the shutout. Let's, let's, let's get into that a little bit right now. Okay. All right. And I'm echoing. By the you way. are? I don't uh, hear that. Let me, let me. Okay. Hold on one sec. Um, well, it's gone now, but okay. it's, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, Kurt, I know you agree. So maybe this is pointless bringing this up, but no, for our is, listeners yeah, who sure. want to know our opinion, um, I liked the move. Um, and I'm kind of taking the words out of Kurt's mouth, which will be coming up in social media fails later. But, um, he, uh, he basically said that 
you got to show, yes, he's your backup. And yes, you want to go back to your number one. But at the same time, your backup has been a rock this year. He's had uh, the top GAA, the top save percentage for as long as I can remember. You know, you got to show him that we believe in you too. In order to do that, uh, you have to go back to him quickly. You can't you can't let him give up those three goals on was three on five shots. Is that right? No, it was three on the uh, twelve shots. Oh, 12. Okay. Yeah. Well, still, you don't want him to give up those three goals on twelve shots in the first five minutes of the game, and then throw in your starter again and have him. Let's say he gets hot, and then you got your backup sitting on the bench for five, six, seven games. Uh, you need to, to prove to him that you believe in him and you want to give him that chance to redeem himself. Yeah, maybe, maybe you want to do the same thing for Allen there, but you did that plenty of times before and it blew up in your face. Um, I'm with giving Hutton the start here. And I mean, obviously it paid off, but I mean, I don't know if you guys want to voice your opinion on this, but I just felt like that was a smart move by you. Yeah, I agree. I think after uh, a series of me saying that I don't agree with the decisions he's made. Well, no, I, I think, uh, and and you you mentioned Hutton being the backup. I, Hutton's the number one right now. He right now he is the Blues' number one goalie. He has he and not to say it will stay that way. If they they will give Allen an opportunity to win it back or to get him some starts in, um, and see how he plays. But Hutton has earned. I mean, he started what eight of the last nine, nine of the last ten, whatever it is. Um, Four in a row now. He's he's your number one goalie for the moment. Anyway, so he's, I, he's the number one goalie until March when Jake Allen remembers <laughs> what hockey is. I think I think after and I said this online uh, that I think after uh, after that that game in which Hutton wasn't. I mean, he didn't. There weren't three crappy goals. It was it was one goal. He, he it was it was one bad goal and and a couple of just awful breakdowns in front of him. Um, and uh, it wasn't the Blues' night all, all around. So I, I think after a, a bad performance like that uh, all around, I think you have to go back with Hutton, especially. Um, and this was even said, I think, by Yo that when the, the team d- didn't show up in front of him, you can't hold that against Hutton at all. I mean, because it, 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 it's it's a team game, obviously. So you and I, I said you you I really wanted to see how Hutton responded and how the team responded to that game. So uh, and like you said, Jeff, it's it's it was very interesting and important to see how uh, to go back to him because you've, you've I mean, he, he's had a fantastic season. I mean, a great season. He says that he has the best numbers in the NHL, save percentage, and goals against average, number one. So, and after one game where he gives up three goals and twelve shots, you're going to like a number of uh, uh, too many people on uh, Twitter, especially, are like ready to oh nope. Allen's Allen's back. Let's let's start start starting Allen again. I'm like, ah, I don't I don't I mean I don't think that's the case. It's that's not uh, that's not the way you got to play this. I, I think if if Hutton is the guy that's getting your starts now, um, and Allen has has been shaky, I don't think you just after one, you know, after twelve shots on Hutton, you just abandon Hutton and go back to Allen again. And uh, they didn't. And turns out that it was a good decision because Hutton played very well against the Senators. Well, let's remember, too, that, that, that Carter Hutton's a free agent at the end of this year. And, uh, you know, it, whether the Blues choose to resign him or not, we don't know. Uh, with, with the emergence of some of their younger guys, why not Bennington? Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, Which made another appearance today online, by the way. 
Oh, it always does. It's, it's, it's the best hashtag there is. Why, why not Bennington? Why not Bennington? I'm surprised but, it doesn't uh, have its own no, account. I mean, with the emergence of some of the younger guys, maybe they decide to 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 let Hutton walk, or even possibly if Allen finds his game again, trade him at the deadline, which I'm hoping they don't do. But, Kevin Kevin Weeks uh, wants the Blues to resign Hutton right now. Yeah, I mean, in 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 either way, if they do decide in in March, April, May, June, whenever, hey, we got to lock this guy back up. You know, we don't we're we're not sure Allen can handle the full time thing, which I think we all can agree on that that he needs to be a split starter uh, at least at this point in his career. Um, so if you don't go back to Allen in that game, and again you make him sit five, six, seven, eight games. He's going to give you the middle finger when you try to resign him and say, Hey, I'm, I'm taking my talents elsewhere. You know, I, I'm not resigning with you. You don't believe in me. And, and I think this is a, a good faith move. Maybe obviously yo doesn't have this in mind right now, but I think judging by what could happen in the future, that's a good move for if you want to bring him back. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I, I think another, you know, I, you make really good points. You know, he, he's maybe it's an aberration. Maybe it's a contract year uh, that's sparking his play right now. But, you know, I agree with both of you that right now he's just got to be the guy. And you want to re- reward his stellar play, not, you know, and kudos to the, to the Blues management for not being so stuck on, you know, well, we said Jake's our number one guy, so we have to keep going back to him. And I think too many fans are are you know falling prey to that. You know, in this day and age in the NHL, you have to have two good goalies. And uh, you know, I I was not sure that Carter Hutton was going to be you know anything more than a number two, but he's he's turned out to be a, a pretty damn good one B. And at this point, he, you know, we're we're all in agreement that he is the guy. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think, and I, I don't, I don't care who the guy is. I don't have some kind of a hatred against Allen or hatred against Hutton or or a personal bias anywhere. I want to win games. I want the Blues to win games, um, whether it be with a two goalie system, one goalie, um, with a with a you know one A, uh, you know starting clear number one, clear number two. Or a one A one B. I don't. I don't give a shit. I, I want to win games, and whatever works is going to work. And if right now, right now, Hutton is the guy. I, I mean, I'm playing better than anybody else in the NHL. So, to sit him right now at all is would be stupid. I, I don't. I don't. I don't get going back to Allen after uh, uh, twelve shots against Hutton, where he gave up three goals. And then you give Allen the next start. I don't, I, you go back to Hutton. You treat you treat Hutton right now like a number one, right. and you would you would do that with a number one. You, if a number one gets pulled, the backup comes in and plays two periods, and then the next game, what do you do? You go right back to number one. Yeah, I think you, you know, the the angst and the panic is, is would be more understandable if the Blues weren't in such a, a bad situation right now, uh, standings wise. If you're going into the playoffs, if you if you're locked in, yeah, you probably want to have uh, you know a, a better defined, clear number one. Uh, we all know what what it was like a couple years ago having goalie controversies. You know, first with Halak and Elliott, and then with Halak and Allen, or uh, with uh, 
uh, Elliot and Allen, mm-hmm. um, and who's who's going to get the call? Uh, you don't, you know, in the playoffs that kind of sucks. But during the regular season, you go with a hot hand, yeah. and and you oh. go until the hand is no longer hot. Right, and and especially, uh, you can't be dicking around with goaltending when your your offense is struggling to score goals. Mm-hmm. You're not getting four and a half goals a game or four goals a game. You're or three and a quarter goals a game, whatever it is. You're getting you're getting two and a half goals a game at best or two goals a game. Uh, you can't afford, you know, to give up uh, a couple goals and then a softy. Uh, you, you're not going to win games. This this team is not going to win games right now because they're struggling until they make a move or Schwartz comes back and shut and, and adjust the offensive lines and things click again or whatever. Uh, right now, the team's not scoring goals. Uh, in, in, in the game against uh, the Senators, everybody's you know all excited. Hey, we played a great game against the Senators. One, you know, three nothing. It was one to nothing. You know, well into the third period. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, if if Hutton's not in net on top of his game, say Allen starts like a number of people wanted Allen to get the start uh, against the Senators. Maybe, maybe he gives up one or two during the game, and and we're losing in the third period. And that's a different story. I don't know. Right. Um, you, you almost might say that. Jake Allen starts this game and there's a different outcome. <laughs> if yeah, if Jake Allen has started the Senators, might have been a different outcome. Um, he, might, he, which, he also which you know was, what he, I, I think a lot of people's points too. He may have actually had a shutout too. You never know. But and some people were saying, well, you you want to start Allen to get his confidence up against a, a crappy team. Well, I mean that was that was, I thought that was I don't know. We, he he didn't look that great against Arizona. So at the, at the same time, I see that point, but you have to win that game. You have at this point, the blues have to win the easy games. Yep. And right now to win games, you got to have Carter Hutton in that. I don't care what happened against Arizona. You're going to have fluky games like that. Not saying it's okay, but you got to go with the goalie. That's giving you the best chance to win. And right now that's Carter Hutton. Hutton stopped 25 shots, all 25 shots uh, in the game. Uh, last night, and uh, Saboka scored his ninth of the season, which uh, has tied his career high in goals now. Uh, he scored nine goals in the 2013-2014 season with the Blues. Um, uh, like, and like I mentioned earlier, the improved play only saw the Blues carry a one nothing in the third period. So um, it, this, it's, it's, it is concerning. That game after game, you're hoping this team breaks out offensively, and they're just not doing it. Um, but uh, Tarasenko scored um, about, what, six minutes into the third period off a rebound from Colton Pareko's shot uh, to the Blues, the most dangerous lead in hockey <laughs> uh, at the 6'10 mark. So a rare one-timer from Tarasenko, which uh, you don't I was I was shocked. I, I was like, I had my kids, I was playing with my kids, and I like half was watching the TV, and I saw a slap shot, and they said Tarasenko scored. And I was like, what? Tarasenko scored on a slap shot. That's like Tom Havel scoring on a slap shot. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen. Friend Tommy, of our friend of ours Tom, from hockey, yeah. Right, Tommy. If you're listening, <laughs> we love you. I know he follows he follows the the Twitter account at least. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, you know, Monday night I was watching um, whatever show, whatever they're calling the uh, the highlight show with Kevin Weeks on NHL Tonight. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's or on NHL Network. I don't know if it's NHL Tonight or NHL Overtime, whatever it's called. But they were talking about players that don't have slap shots and Tarasenko was one of those that they named. And, and that was a good one. Right. You go back <laughs> yeah. and you watch it. It's, it's a half slapper, but yeah. it, it was highly effective. I mean, just, 
Yeah. Well, the, the the blues broadcast crew called it a wrist shot. <laughs> did you hear that? I they did. Said, yeah. He got one of the yeah, best one of the was... best wrist shots in hockey, and there you see it there. I'm like, no, it was not a wrist shot. Come on. Oh, <clears> that made that really showed <laughs> like that's that's making blues fans look stupid. Come on. I think I think I want to I'm gonna defer to this is what I think happened. I think I think it was Pang right that said it. I think he he had thought it was a he just the the wrist shot. Uh, comment popped into his head and he said it not realizing it wasn't a wrist shot and then when the replay happened he's watching the replay and realized it wasn't a wrist shot and decided ah screw it i'm not gonna go back and correct myself i'll just keep talking <laughs> but yeah. yeah that annoyed me that's that's a that's that's definitely what ping does <laughs> just keeps talking and annoying you <laughs> a little bit i like panger though oh wait wait are we talking about the senators game now are we done with the coyotes game yeah, well, yeah. This okay, is, this is so sense. so let's get back to the positivity. Oh, positivities, we? yes, positivities, <laughs> positivities, uh, a galore with the. Uh, oh, and by the way, speaking of positivities, Mister Blues Hat tweeted you, Bill. I and you I see it? I responded. Okay, good, because he goes, uh, "Hey, uh, Billy Blue Note, uh, I love your sweater. Is that from the Mister Rogers collection?" <laughs> Why, yes, it is, because right. it's a beautiful day in Blues neighborhood. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> And uh, Deanna then responded. Okay. There's a whole conversation well, you know going I, on I, here. This is I saw the comment like th- three minutes after it was posted, and I and Jeff was talking, you were talking, I was talking, I waited, and oh my god, it's a long conversation here. You thank you, it is because it's yeah, good. And then Deanna says, Did you change your shoes when you walked into Kurt's house? Oh, huh, that's of course I keep a pair of chucks over here. Okay. Better. Okay. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Listen to our show to get played by play minute of our show, boys. Twitter. Thirty minute show. <laughs> You're right. Ooh, final in uh, OT, the Hawks fall. Shootout. Oh, in a shootout. In a shootout. I'm going to see. Uh, oh, nice. It's always fun to see a Hawks. Really yeah, glass gets scored on. All right. Uh, and then Shen, uh, Shen ended, added the empty netter for the three to nothing lead, which was the final score. Um, so, yep. That was a, it was, it was good. It was good to, uh, the blue, the blue, they played, I tell you that they played better. Much better against the uh, against the Sens, but um, I don't think they played a a great game against the Senators. I thought they they played well, um, but uh, if the Avalanche, I think if they play like they did last night against the Avalanche, I think they could. If the Avalanche are playing at the same level they've been playing at, I think the Blues have a hard time. But uh, uh, it was much better effort. So hopefully that's like a a the turn in the corner kind of thing as far as the uh, the shit ass play that have been the case before. I, I thought that there was a lot of positives to take from that game. I agree that they that wasn't their best game of, of the year. I thought they played better in that game than the last time they played Senators last week. Uh their puck control was much better. They had a lot more offensive zone time. Um their defense just looked more solid. They were taking the right guys. Their their um their zone D was was fantastic. Breakouts were better passes were better but still not that that crispness and that dominating play we saw at the start of the year and i I, i'm excited to see again what they do tomorrow night against the avalanche which we'll get to in a bit because like you said if they play that same way i think they lose but if that's a building block if that's a Mm -hmm. stepping stone to get back to where they were then i think they have a much better effort tomorrow night i like in i like in last night's game See, last night's game came on the heels of the poor performance against the uh, Coyotes. 
So I, I liken that game to like a 50 degree weather day after it had been five degrees for a week. <laughs> because it's like, oh, this this 50 degree weather day, man, it's warm outside. It's t-shirt weather. No, it isn't. <laughs> it just feels that way. So this game, because it was a much better performance, not not great, not a great game, but a much better game. And like you said, a lot of positives take from it. Um, but it's not what they want to be yet. But because it followed such a bad game before, it looks a lot better than it maybe actually was. Does that make sense? So we'll see. Uh, hopefully, I, like you said, it's a building block and they I, can... I get your logic. Your logic is, is, is sound. very, very sound <laughs> and very positive. <laughs> Thank we you. Uh, we talked last week about the Maple Leafs game, and, and we all agreed that it was not, even though our social media fails said otherwise, that that was not a very good game, really, for either team. Um, and then I thought, again, the Senators game last week, they played okay, well enough to win. And then obviously the Arizona game happened, uh, brought us back to the Blues that were playing just before the break. So I'm hoping that... that the Arizona game was an anomaly and that they're, they're slowly getting back to where they were. But again, yeah, we won't really be able to judge that until tomorrow night. Yeah. I thought Arizona came in with a really strong poor check and a, like a specific game plan to play against the blues and they executed very well. Uh, I was, I was surprised. I thought the senators would do the same thing after we went into their building and, and beat them and they got taken to town. Like I, I read a thing about uh, after the uh, the loss last week, uh, the is it Pierre Dorian, the general manager, like went into the locker room and was giving it to the players. And they were giving it right back. Like it, it's not a happy situation there in Give Ottawa. It to players? Yeah. <laughs> it, wow, that's right. rough. <laughs> that that is rough. Uh, but but yeah. So I thought for sure, especially with Guy Boucher, that they would come in here come out flying, get an early goal, and then play the Guy Boucher five defense or five players in the defensive zone at all time kind of game. Um and they you know, just for whatever reason, Ottawa's not clicking. And uh Craig Anderson, you know, the uh the Vladdy Saboka goal, it's it wasn't a good goal. No, and he they were talking on the broadcast last night that he doesn't give up a lot of goals five hole and that that just leaked right through. Yeah. So I mean it happens, but I mean it's it's yeah right. I, the goal was big for the Blues, um, and uh, when I saw it I'm like yeah that's eh, not a great goal. To get. Actually the the both goals, both goals the first two goals he gave up Anderson weren't I mean the one against Saboka was kind of soft, and the one against Tarasenko um, he right. if you look, if, angle. if you watch yeah. the replay it was an it was an angle shot and he wasn't set he yeah. I, I I'm watching him as the shot in the replay and he's skate he he's going over to the post slides over to his position. And Tarasenko kind of half winds up, and Anderson's standing up. He's not he's not crouched on ready. He he doesn't think Tarasenko's going to shoot, and the shot surprised him, and it beat him. So, I think he saw it. He just he just didn't get it because he wasn't ready for it. Um, so before real quick before the game, uh, during the day, um, there was a who started the blue social hashtag? Was that uh, who did that? Was that you, Ponder? That wasn't you, Ponder, was it? I don't. 
I did do it, but I don't know if I started it. Okay. Maybe I did. Who's st- okay? I don't know who. Well, I, don't, I don't know who started it. Well, it it certainly seemed to you know the wave that was positive <laughs> yeah. around the blues started with Mister Blues Hat yeah, in the I morning. Know, I know, I know that I, I I don't know if he made the hashtag or not, but I know that it was all about yeah, it all started with him. <laughs> but it was uh so in a bit of an of a statement on blues Twitter to mock the blues social media influencer program. Uh, the Blues Social Media Influencer Program. Uh, there was a small underground effort uh, from fan accounts uh, to post absolutely nothing but positive stuff yesterday, before, during, and after the game. Um, and it's spilled over into today as well <laughs> because it worked so well yesterday. And I'm sure it'll happen tomorrow. spilled over into a podcast. I know, right, exactly. And I'm sure, I, I, I'll be shocked if it's not, if we don't see positive stuff posted tomorrow and during the end tomorrow too. Because, um, you know, being these superstitious uh, people that hockey fans and players are, um, you don't you don't fix what's not broken. So, um, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Some folks did not. <laughs> well, that, it's not just, and I think a lot of people just really enjoyed mocking that whole movement. Yeah, and it's I know I did. Oh, I did. I I did too. And it's not. And I want to say one thing. I know that uh, uh, some people thought it was we we're mocking. S- those who were doing this, um, Mr. Blues Hat, us, a uh, number of other people, um, they we were mocking the people, the actual social media influencers, influencers, and I, I don't think that was the case at all. I, I mean, it was it was more of a statement against the blues and what and their requirements for this program and how ridiculous it is. So it's like, oh, okay, we'll do it over the top, right? Um, so that's what it was. It was not. It wasn't a shot at any in particular social media influencer they're you know they're I'm sure they're good people it's just you know they're just nice people just whatever right but it's it's more of a of a of a they backlash of saying hey the whole idea of this thing is kind of stupid based on the requirements the blues have in place where you can't post anything negative <laughs> and they actually call it social media influencing which is like let's just call it propaganda while we're at it you know <laughs> Uh, call it what no, it I, is. We, we, we talked about this at the start of the season. Yeah, before before they, they picked anybody. It. Before they picked anybody to do this, we talked about it. I hated it. Yeah, and and we yeah, we we bashed it because I think part of this and some teams are kind of doing this. I haven't seen them <coughs> go to the extent that the blues have. But um I think it's partially because social media is still a relatively new thing. And I think companies, businesses, organizations, they're all just, well, we just, it's always got to be positive. Like, you know, if we're going to retweet anyone, it's got to be something positive about us. And and I, I don't know, maybe in 10 years that changes. I'm not saying they're going to tweet the trade Pareko morons, but <laughs> I'm saying that, that they're going to, um, uh, that they may be saying stuff like, you know, hey, this is a critical tweet, but hey, that's okay because we want to show the fans that we're listening. Um, it's just right now that's not an option for every sports organization and even most companies, um, and it it sucks. I mean, it, it makes me not want to follow teams like the Blues yeah. because anything they retweet is going to be, yeah, it's okay, go get them, boys. You know, it's just. It's, Come yeah. on! Nobody wants to read that crap. No, it's all it's all like it it all reeks a uh, uh, noob fanboy. Um, just I don't want to I don't want to sound pretentious or uppity, but it sound it just comes you come off as uneducated, uh, an uneducated, yes. uneducated fan or a new fan 
when you say that. I, I just, I mean, not saying you are if you do that, but it, it just, that's the perception that is, is given. The ones that drive me crazy are when there's like a, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but if the, in the past when I was in the media, I used to tweet, um, you know, if a goalie made a nice save against the Blues or if somebody scored a really nice goal, I would tweet like, oh man, that was a, a sick move or man, that was a really nice save. And I, somebody would tweet me and say, oh, come on, you can't openly root for the other team. And then I'd look on their timeline and it would all be, oh, that's okay. The Blues will come back and win this one. (laughs) And tweets like that. It's just like, you can't tell me that I can't give props for a good play to another team. And then I look at your timeline and all you do is talk about how great the Blues are. Like, it's okay to be negative sometimes. It's okay to tell, to, 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 give props to other teams it's you don't always have to be a bluser at all times when you when you when you when you only post positive things or when you require that someone only post positive things about your organization or your team and you make that known which the blues do it's on their flipping website in a bullet point you have to post positive things only no negativity it essentially it really just it renders whatever they say useless and pointless and there's, there's no credibility behind anything they say if 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 i were to apply for this program and they were to say okay uh you're gonna do uh the next game which they would never do but if they did and i said okay you, you can do the next game i wouldn't do it i would say i would say no I, I i can't i can't bring myself to to not if they play poorly i'm going to comment on them playing poorly and say who's screwing up or who's not playing good or who's playing poorly or whatever. That's just, I mean, that's what you do. I, I, it's calling a spade a spade, right? You just, you call them as you see them. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the way you should do it because otherwise it's just a bunch of ignorant. Uh, otherwise it's Fox news is what it is. You're just getting one side of the thing. You're not getting actually a, a full perspective of it. Fox news. There's proof <laughs> that there, uh, uh, they, they did a, a research study the most, the most uh, uh, true news organization, America has voted, Kurt, and Fox News won. The, the, who, who voted? A popularity <laughs> contest. Yeah. yeah, it's basically what it is. Yeah. Basically, it's asking, are you a Republican or a Democrat? No. Was the Electoral College involved in this at all? Because that's the only way that that's going to that's happen. All right. This, we're, we're going to go off on an <laughs> insane tangent here, I fear. And we need to keep this positive and close to an hour. But no, I, I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. getting right. getting back my thought on the social influencer program, I don't know if this is a, you know, just a misguided effort to try to change the culture of blues fandom. But come on, for those of us that have been around forever and never witnessed a cup, part of the badge that we wear as a blues fan is expecting not to win at some point <laughs> and expecting things not to be good. I mean, that's, that's part of it, you know, and we, we all hope that someday that changes, but just by forcing people to only talk positive is not going to change the culture of the team it, or change the culture of the fan base. It's, it's absurd. And, <laughs> Yeah. Win or, win or lose. Win or lose. I love this team. No matter what. Go guys. Go team. Rah rah. <laughs> right. We're we're all still gonna tune Which in. Which is true. 
Right. I mean, I'm, I'm right. You know, we're I'm, all still going to tune in. Just, just give us our chance right. to vent, please. Right. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. It's. I. Mean, I think everyone. I. I'm going to say that the social media influencer program probably caters more to. Not in all cases, and this I may be completely wrong in this. This is my off the top of my head that it. Uh, the kind of is more catered to um, new fans or newer fans or fans that are fairly younger, um, not the diehard long-term fans. Like you were saying, it's just people who have been through the wars and have, 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 have battle scars from all these right. defeats and these, these, right. these heartbreaking losses. I, right. I, I dare <laughs> you to tell somebody who watched the game seven against the Red Wings. Oh. It's that, you brought up this week, not me. Right, right. But the the Stevie Y goal. I mean, if that doesn't break your heart every time you have to watch it because uh-huh. you were there and it destroyed you emotionally, I mean that 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 is part of my you know my blues fandom makeup at this point. Don't take that away from me. <laughs> hey, hey guys, don't make me follow. marketing idea. Marketing idea. Um. We don't ever bring that goal up ever again. <laughs> I think our listenership goes up. But it wasn't it voted the second most popular goal in NHL history behind the Bobby Orr goal? Both goals goal. against the Blues. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, or top three. Okay. I think it's top three. So so yeah, I think we've said our piece about this. We can move on. Uh so so let's going back to the blue social thing. We got a couple tweets from Mr. Blues hat. Uh, he says the hashtag blue social is from the blues. So yeah, I think he's right. That I think that is the official okay. Okay. hashtag for the social media influencer. That just goes to show you how much uh, I actually follow the blues social media influencers. Yeah, exactly. I don't, <laughs> like I said, I follow the blues, but I really question why I get the press releases sent to my inbox. And that's all they do is when they retweet people is that kind of crap. So I, anyway, not getting into that again. Uh, Mr. Blues hat also says, but guys, I really have turned positive. Look how awesome the Blues played with so much support. See, I think he's secretly pissed right oh, now. Right. I think he's secretly pissed right now because he can't stop until the Blues actually play poorly. If they keep winning, oh, it's a, no. <laughs> if it's they a keep winning, no. If if they keep it's wi- a new sh- <laughs> if they keep winning and, and and while he's doing this, he can't go back. <laughs> he can't go. I mean, he can't. He can't say how he really feels about certain plays and players. Um, every now and then, he's gonna. He's gonna uh, toe the line and and uh, and <laughs> do this social media influencer stuff uh, shtick um, <laughs> until they lose. And now no way. it will. It, and I watch him rattle off like twelve in a row. <laughs> no, no way. He loves it. I think he loves it. He is such a sarcastic <laughs> jerk, and I mean that in an endearing way. That he loves doing this. I bet you. Okay. Well, you think he'll love it when they play actually poorly? Oh, I think he's gonna do it even worse. Like, like if you. Okay. All right. All right. That's a new. Right. It's a new shtick for him. He's gonna love it. Okay. And, and I, I applaud him for how he's kept it up this long. I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's been I, thirty-six I hours. Him when he says he's really turned positive, look at how awesome the Blues played with so much support. <laughs> I, I, I believe it. I, honest, I honestly do. Okay. All right. I'm and gonna... and if if he keeps it up, maybe we can all chip in and buy him a beer Tuesday night. <laughs> okay. There you go. Is he gonna be there Tuesday night? 
at the game. I think I thought you meant at the center ice. Okay. Yeah. No, we can buy him one at the. He should go the game. He should go center. We'll be at center ice on Tuesday, Mr. Oh, Kurt. Don't don't tell people that. Now we're gonna get bombarded for autographs and. We'll just say no, no, no. When people come over to us or you, when people come over to you, you can just say. Uh, oh, hey, uh, thanks, but Mr. Blue's head is right there. So. Ah, I like it. <laughs> so Maybe I'll just tell him, oh, my name's Guy. I'm from Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. guy, guy from Hawaii is in town. No, it's not until later. That's the big announcement we're going to do later. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't uh, give it away, though. No, I won't. I didn't. Did I? Okay, I will. Okay, not not entirely. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> enough positivity. Uh, more positivity. Uh, Schwartz to play on Thursday? Question mark. Uh, it's possible. Possible. Pretty exciting. Yeah. They say it's up to As him. As I said last week, part of me doesn't want him to come back because I want the Blues to figure it out without him. But the Blues need wins. So you know it'd what? Be nice I, to get him back in the lineup. Yeah. Um. I. I almost. I almost. I almost want them not to play Thursday just to get like an extra four days of rest after the, after the game. You know, because they don't yeah, play for all star break. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm like, I ah, talked about that with Allen. It'd be nice if we could do that with Schwartz, uh, with Allen going into the, uh, the, the, the whatever that's called, the bye week. Yeah. It'd be nice if they had the same thing with Schwartz. Just give him a little extra rest. You're you're, you're almost giving him extra week, almost, because I mean, uh, like from today, it's like what six, five, six days. So it's it's that's yeah, substantial. Um, uh, medically, he's been cleared to play, so I guess that's fine. Uh, structurally, he's fine. But uh, I mean, if he's good to go, he's good to go. But it'd be nice to. Not worry about him getting hurt. Yeah, that <laughs> that's that's the thing that we're gonna worry about the rest of the year. So I say let him let him get in tomorrow night. Um, I mean it's it's the team's record with him versus without him speaks for itself. Let him get in there. Colorado just finally got knocked off their their yep. nine game win the, ten, winning streak. Ten game. It was ten, yeah. and they lost I, to Montreal last night. So I am I am guaranteeing a victory for the Blues on Thursday. You know that that's positive. How many times do you see a, a team rattle off ten wins in a row, or ten, twelve in a row, whatever it is, and then, and then they cold. lose three or four in a row? Right. Happens all the time. Happened to Columbus last year when they had like right. a crazy streak. Was it fifteen in a row or something crazy? And they lost 16, like, and they, yeah, yeah, sixteen. And they lost like, and after that they lost like three so, or four. Yeah, no, I like thought that. it was like five or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. But so I guarantee, I, I blues. So blues gonna win. So I, <laughs> I, I admire your positivity, sir. I, however, I have, I, I, I did not just say the blues are gonna win. I actually gave like some semblance of uh, a you know, rationale. Yeah. Some some's a rationale as to right. why I'm saying that. Right. And I'll give you a rationale well, you, while you totally, I disagree. It. What's that? Yeah, he did. Mark he he Mark Messier it. <laughs> he guaranteed a victory. Well. And yeah, so I'll tell you why I disagree with you in this case. Okay, go. Nathan McKinnon is a blues killer. Right. In he, Colorado. He, he's on fire right now. Even last night, he had a you know, he had a goal to, you know, to get Colorado kind of back into the mix. He's he's gonna score tomorrow night. It's you know even if the Blues continue this trend of you know hey we you know even though we don't have enough scoring let's dress more defensemen and they go with eight defensemen tomorrow night as suggested <laughs> by game time. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon's gonna score uh, at least one goal tomorrow. I, night. My first reaction was to say no, he's not. And then we had this discussion about McKinnon at some on was it, when it was whenever it was 
Uh, and I'm like, now he's going to score. <laughs> That's what he does against score. us. He is. You know, he, he seems like a Blues killer, but really, in 18 games, he's only got five goals and six assists. I mean, it's not bad. Really? But it seems like I, he, I think it, it, it seems like he scores been, a lot. It's been lately. It's well, lately. you know what? I uh, think what sticks out in my mind is that late goal. Two, I, two, two games, right. two late the goals. The same goal. Yeah, the same same spot on the ice. It was back-to-back games. Or the same. Uh, he scored to tie it late. Um Against us, something like that. So it was yeah from yeah. from the, the near boards from the near boards right. at the hash marks yep. against Jake Allen. So right. as long as Jake Allen doesn't start tomorrow night, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. it, yeah. maybe he won't score. Has he scored on Hutton? He may not have a goal against Hutton. Maybe that's maybe that's the yeah. kicker here. Last year, he didn't even score a goal against the Blues last year. Yeah, he wasn't he injured for a lot of last year though. It's like you know uh, what? It's like the Gordie Howe hat trick. Gordie Howe, you know how many Gordie Howe hat tricks he had in his career? None. None. One. One. Was it one? Okay, one. He had one. The, the, how is that a Gordie Howe hat trick if he had only one in his career? He should have had at least 20. <laughs> a goal, assist, and a, and, a, and, a, and a fight. Okay. Tarasenko's got one now. Yeah. Uh, so, trade rumors. <laughs> this kind of pot, this kind of caught fire today. This is kind of interesting. Um, uh, in, a, in a ridiculous way. Um, so, you know Hoffman and Pacioretty have been banging about here for weeks. Uh, we talked about it, but um, a fairly new one is uh, Carey Price. <laughs> Carey Price to the Blues, uh, rumored to be uh, <laughs> Blues offered Allen, uh, Robert Thomas, and a first rounder for Price. Habs responded and countered with uh, Price for Hutton, Robert Thomas, and two first rounders. So. I, I I don't. We should we should clarify this. This comes from right. Montreal reporter uh, for ninety one point nine Sports, which I think is a uh, uh, that's not their flagship station. Oh uh, no no but no, it's in Montreal. No, KAD. And uh, it's from Jean station. Jean Charles Lejoie. <laughs> I think is how you would say that. Bill, you want to you want to give me a hand there? <laughs> um, <laughs> look. I have to pull the. Uh, I have to get the. Uh, it, here, I'll. The doc, I'll, uh, I'll have to get the doc back up. But the uh, the translation I'm, no, 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 of I'm, the I'm translation of the I'm website. In the, uh, in the chat. Yeah, the translation of the website is uh, behind the scenes. At first glance, you'd think it's in the corner, but no, it's behind the scene. Um, yeah, so I think my comment my, to you uh, earlier today, Jeff, was <laughs> when it comes from Montreal media, unless it was one of the people, and there were probably about 20 of them, um, the great Red Fisher, uh, longtime Canadians uh, beat writer uh, for, I believe it was the Gazette, passed away earlier this week, and there was a picture of all of the Montreal media um, on press row toasting him. And unless you were one of those guys in the picture, I don't trust you, especially <laughs> with the trade rumor. Probably because most of those guys aren't going to waste their time on, you know, on BS trade rumors. But yeah, no, I, I, I think that this is just somebody looking for for likes and clicks and content. Well, and well, I, there's a there's a lot of okay. I, first off. Price's cap hit right now is six and a half million. That, that's this year, right? But next year, his 10. extension ten point five, ten point five million over the next 22. eight seasons. Yeah, over the next eight seasons. Yes, that's absurd. Um, I can't. I didn't realize it was that long, and I'm like, what the? Okay, yeah. who does that? Oh yeah, Bergman does that. Um, <laughs> but so, 
I mean, we'd have to give up something so, like Bullmeister and Berglund to clear cap space for no, that. No, so Stasny's UFA. So Stasny's right. Stasny goes okay. away. Well, Bowmeister goes away. All right. So, but then you have to rely on Jordan Cairo to be a top two, uh, top two line guy next year. That's right. I bet you. You know, if, if there's any sub, if there were co- actual conversations about this, you'd. I mean, because you would have to think that that uh, Thomas is, well, our, our number one prospect. Even though Cairo has got like fantastic numbers, mm-hmm. like crazy. I mean, like. Two points a game numbers, right. but uh, and, and but you our our situation with uh, centers is not good um, aside from him. So um, you would think that he would be a guy you want to plug in next year, hopefully. So that's a big deal to mm-hmm. not have Thomas next year. You would think they want to waive you know Costin or or Kyru as opposed to Thomas, but right no. And and if you read the article, um, the the guy uh, goes on to. Uh, goes on at length about what a great prospect Thomas is. So I think this is just a guy who looked, you know, at, yeah. uh, at the Blues uh, depth chart, saw, oh, this guy's a London Knight. Uh, this is who we want. We could, we, we can chat him up. I think it's, I think it's, it is just another Twitter trade rumor. I would, I would love to have Price. Well, and, and factor in the Believe fact me, that, that uh, and Bill, you can attest to this. That uh, uh, Montreal is hurting for center depth as well, so he he may have looked at the Blues depth chart and said, "Hey, you know, mm-hmm. if you, you got Galchenyuk here, but Polkanek's on his way out, and you know, what do we have outside of that? Hey, there's this great center prospect for the Blues. They're having goalie issues. Let's look at a swap here." Yep, I I, I think that's where the whole thing comes from. It's just yeah, it it's. When I first read it, I I just laughed. <laughs> well, I mean, we we we'd be in a situation if we let's say hypothetically we did acquire Price, um, then we be in a situation where I could get our the Blues jersey with a Price on the back, but and not have a jersey fail. So I'd be like my name on the back of the jersey. Yeah, but you get but twelve. It, I, well, yeah, right. <laughs> Still. <laughs> That's why Latero's like, hey, Latero's number twelve. Let's let's, let's hope he works out. No, <laughs> that didn't work at all. It's always funny when the number that you wear as a hockey player, it's like, oh, and you're the the Blues get a guy who has that number. Oh, uh, I hope he does well because it's my number two. And oh god, he sucks. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, no, nobody's ever had my number. What's so your number? I'll never. Sixty nine. <laughs> you're the high school yes, football Kurt. player. The high school football player. That's that's Jeff Ponder. And that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, so I think we're all in agreement. There's really no substance to this. No. I, and I think, I, I, you know, I think that's uh, sorry, Jeff, I, I was gonna say, I think that, well, I don't know if it's necessarily clickbait. I think, um, no, some people are, well, some people are, are, are suggesting that it's a, it's like a smoke screen to help drive other trades for Montreal. So, or. Well, Montreal, you know, they just in the last two and a half weeks had three games against the Bruins. That was their proving ground to say, is there any shot for them to get back into it? And the answer is no. They lost all three. <laughs> and they're, yeah, they, they're a dumpster fire. Uh, the acquisition of Jonathan Drouin is just blown up in their face. Sergeyev is tearing it up in Tampa Bay has I think more points than Drouin has. Drouin, they're trying you know, he's 
he's a winger that they tried to force play center and he can't want to draw. And Galchenyuk, they've ruined him because they've, you know, they he had a great initial year and they haven't been able to figure out where he fits. And yeah, traded the best their best player for an aging defenseman a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There it it is time. It is time for a regime change in Montreal. Um, other... I'm surprised they're going to allow Mark Bergevin to make some <laughs> trades here. <laughs> uh, well, the owner has to sign off on all this stuff, so maybe he'll he'll not. Um, I said it last week. I think Mark Bergevin just needs to go back to law enforcement. Him and Steve Duchesne. Him and Steve Duchesne for the Blue Notes, uh, the the Blue Note, uh, uh, uh shop. Yeah, yeah. I used to frequent that place a lot in Swansea, in Illinois. Swansea, Illinois, by Schnucks. Yep. I went to the one by Schnucks in Zumbel in St. Charles. Were they all by a Schnucks? It must have been. Huh. It's kind of like all, all slackers' uh, stores are by Walmart's. Mm-hmm. You're right. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? Uh, also uh, mentioned uh, Vander Kane as a possible uh, trade uh, acquisition or Blues interested in Kane. Uh, Hoffman, obviously, and Pacioretty, we talked about before. Um, yeah, no thank you on Evander Kane. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's, I mean, he's never been on a good team. Never been, never played in the playoffs. Um, still not, I, I still don't think he's, you know, at, at this point in his career, I think he's still too young and uh, hasn't proven his maturity level. Um, I think if anybody, if, if anybody on this list, um, I mean, if Price didn't have a crazy contract like that, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd I'd love to have him. I really would, but I, I just I just can't see that working. Right. Um, and in the right system with the right defense in front yeah. of him, he is the best goalie in the world. Yeah, a ten point five cap hit is a lot. Yeah, for a goalie, my God. Yeah. Um, but um, a goalie with a history of injury problems. Yes, right, especially. Um, I think uh, I mean of all these people, it's it's Hoffman. I, I, a lot of people are in that boat. What do you? I mean, if you could have anybody in this list, everything, all things considered. I mean, Hoffman's got a year left on his contract. Yeah, yeah I he he makes the most sense. Top six uh, depth scoring forward. Um, he scored thirty five goals last year. I mean, yeah. so I mean, he's and 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 he's got he had twenty six points on the power play last year. Take yeah, this are, for what it's worth. Our power plays. Uh, some guy in Boston who I guess hosts a Bruin show. He's got the little check mark next to his name and on Twitter. <laughs> he's says, verified. Uh, so that means he's a legit guy, right? He's a Boston They're, social influencer. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, one NHL source to me just now, and this was last night. I know it's no secret, but man, are the Blues active. They will get a top six forward for sure. Yeah. And somebody asked him who they looking at, and he says likely Max Pacioretty or Evander Kane. Yeah. See. Well, I mean, the who isn't looking at those guys though? I mean, they're they are everybody knows they're available. Yeah, and, and the Blues are desperately in need of scoring help. So, right, uh, we're 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 uh, anybody who's speculating is going to put us near the top for these players. Right. So I don't know if uh, if either of you guys read uh, Elliot Friedman's Thirty One Thoughts, but the uh, Art Lippo pointed this out. Um, I, a lot of times I will. <laughs> I will glaze over uh, the 31 thoughts because it, it does get a little bit long and it, yeah, I still haven't bought into that whole shtick, but uh, what Elliot pointed out or what he uh, put into that uh, about the blues 
um, interest with a trade with Ottawa was that it's his understanding that the Ottawa Senators have done their due diligence on Robbie Fabry's injury. Do you make that trade? Trade Fabry for Hoffman? Yes. What else is included? Are we trading? Any, is that draft picks included? I would trade Fabry for Hoffman straight up, I think. Yeah. O- only because, uh, well, I mean, Hoffman helps us right now this season. And I'm a little concerned about Fabry's knee going forward, to be honest. Yeah. I, I am. I has two ACL tears. And it could happen again. <laughs> it's just, I mean, and he's, it, will he be as quick as he was before? I don't know. Speed's a part of his game. So that's, I, I think you're trading a, a, a kind of a, you're trading a player who has a really high upside, but also is a big question mark. Mm, right. For, for a known commodity. For a, for a known commodity. And I think I would, I think I would, I mean, Hoffman costs a lot more money. I don't, I don't know the, the contract specs on Fabry. What's his? Well, uh, you got to figure too that um, the uh, the Blues are are they got some prospects coming through the pipeline in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna have to start. They're gonna have to start making room for them. And uh, you know, I think Fabry, I think they want him to fit in long term. But the problem is right now with long term, you got these other young guys coming up like Thomas and and uh, and uh, Thompson and all the other guys that are already here. <clears throat> Maybe you do need to make room, and you say, "Hey, we get Mike Kaufman for this year. Try and go for it, and if it doesn't work out, hey, next year, Tage Thompson has a year of NHL under his belt. He'll be ready to go on the top six. Uh, See, I'm, I think that trade too. I'm with Kurt. Fabry's an RFA after the season, so um, he's his cap hit is uh, one point one. So I think. Uh, Obviously, he'd be. I mean, if they did resign him, it'd be cheap. Um, and Hoffman is on a contract. Oh, for more than I thought it was just one. It's uh, two after the season. And his cap hits five point one, so that's substantial. I mean, I, I'd be. I still would. Would you? Yeah, I. I think I would just because Fabry couldn't get out of training camp with, re, you know, without re-entering. You know that that. Uh, you know, it's such a freak thing. I mean, he said it in his press conference, you know, that there's, what, a 3% failure rate on the surgery, and he just happened to be one of that 3%. Well, is it is it that the surgery was bad, or is it that he just doesn't heal? And that's <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm worried about. And, well, he should have plenty of time to heal. Right. And, you know, it's, it is something that, you know, the... Uh, <clears throat> The Blues desperately need scoring, and we need it now. And we are going to have to give up some assets to bring somebody in. Which I'm fine with. I, I mean, we have assets. I mean, assets are assets. Either they're either going to contribute to your team directly, or they can be moved to acquire somebody else to help your team. Right. It's an asset. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me <clears throat> if uh, they contribute personally or if they can bring in somebody that contributes. You know, that's That's fine. As long as the team is better with whatever move the blues make i'm good with so yeah i i mean i'm i am a huge fabry fan me too i mean he that that series against san jose a couple years ago he was the only guy that played for the blues like from an offensive perspective he was he was our best player and or that that whole playoff i mean he was just on fire 
and uh you know san jose was able to shut him down a little bit and uh yeah but uh i think i think i would do the trade uh <laughs> mr blues hat says uh at kurt price you are wise well thank you sir I uh that's just in general. Just not in general specifically yeah. to no, yeah. anything you've said tonight. <laughs> right. Right. Um I appreciate that. Um thank you. Uh you are wise also, Mr. Positivity. It really should change his name to Mr. Posit Mr. Positivity hat for the time being anyway. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh the Drop Podcast uh tweets out a no to Evander Kane. And he also says that I guess I'll say it now. I don't believe the rumor or want it to happen. But the cap is going up by four million next year, and the Blues could afford price. Um, that's yet to be seen. They say that every year. Oh, the state of the league's great. Cap's gonna go up by so much, and it only goes up by maybe two million. So we'll see. I maybe it will, yeah. but I feel like that's something that, that they tell us every year, and it's never right. what they project well, it to be. They would not. I mean, if if they if the rumor has it is that Montreal wants Hutton. That's the rumor. Uh, as opposed to Allen. So if that's so the case, I would make the trade. Well, I, well, I mean, th- but if you're looking at salary replacement, it doesn't make sense. Right, it doesn't make sense for us salary replacement wise. But that would mean that Allen's gone in the off season if we can afford, if we can make or or at the deadline or something, because you're not keeping Allen and Price. That's, that's that money wise. That's 15 million mm-hmm. in in in, in cap space and goaltending, right. which is which is worse than the Stars ha- had a couple years ago. Right. So the the. Niemi, Leighton, <laughs> right. two-headed monster right. that couldn't stop a shot. Right. Like the ten million dollar, whatever it was, yeah. together. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I mean, that's that. Nah, I don't. No. But. So anything else we got? No. no. We are at an hour twenty. We are okay. So. Um. I guess we can. I'm almost afraid to do this. <laughs> if I'll, I will. Uh, Social media wins. Well, what I'll do it's is positive. Yeah, I, I'll I just open the show up for uh, for listeners if they want to join us real quick. Something if you want to just pop on and and rant and rant about something real quick, uh, that's cool. Right. Or Take comment sports talk radio. Let's go blue. Uh, here's my question. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, let's do one Basically. of those bits. Yeah. Um, if you want to, if let's wanna... go blues radio.com. I'm sorry. Let's go blues.com slash radio, right? Let's go blues.com slash radio and, uh, jump on. If you want to, uh, comment on something we said or disagree with us or agree with us or whatever, um, uh, please do so just to make it fairly short. Um, and only positive comments, only positive comments. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and in the meantime, we will do our social media wins. <laughs> social media wins that just sounds like a boring segment um okay so uh some were upset that alan didn't get the start on so this is well and this is not going to be traditionally what we always done um usually we read off tweets uh this is i'm kind of glazing over some stuff here because this was a long conversation and and i don't want to bore people with like reading off word for word so uh some were upset that alan didn't get the start against the uh senators uh, last night, um, and they were, you know, uh, such as Blues social media influencer Stephanie Michelle, who uh, uh, called uh, me. I actually conversed with her on Twitter about the, you know, we disagreed on on Hutton versus Allen last night, and uh, she proceeded to call me ignorant and childish because I disagree with her on Twitter. So uh, the reason she called me ignorant was because, in a, in a nutshell, I was defending Yo's decision to go back with Hutton last night. 
And uh, obviously she wanted to go hunt Alan, which we discussed earlier in the show of why I felt that, you know, uh, why we all felt that Hutton, and most people felt that Hutton should have, you know, it was cool that he got to start. Um, Hutton allowed three goals and 12 shots. Um, and in the game before, and she thought because the Blues were running, she thought that the Blues were running him into the ground. She said, like the Blues did with Elliot in game four, she meant game six, two years ago versus Dallas in the playoffs. And that was the game where Elliot gave up three goals in the first period. And I went back and watched the highlights to refresh my memory on, on how the goals were scored because I didn't recall the specific goals. And uh, the first two Stars goals were fantastic shots. I'm watching this, I'm like, okay. Uh, they were great. They were really good, I mean, good goals. Um, just, you know, it happens. And one was actually a redirect in front uh, that was just impossible to stop almost. Um, both upper corner. Um, and the third goal, Bowmeister falls down back into the zone. You remember this goal? In the playoffs, game six, Bowmeister falls mm-hmm. down on his ass, just completely wipes out. You can't say a toe pick, so it was, it was skating backwards. But uh, reverse toe pick, I guess. But uh, and he gave Spezza clearly into the slot where he waited and waited and, and put it by Elliot. Um, had a great look, great angle. Um, Elliot wasn't pulled because he was tired or because he had run, been run to the ground by the, by Yo. Uh, none of those goals were on him, uh, not a single one. And and he was he was having a great run in the playoffs that year. He carried this team for chunks of the playoffs. Uh, but he was pulled to try and change the flow of the game, which which happened. Uh, Allen came in. We came back, scored two goals. We lost 32, or lost in overtime. No, lost late. Lost late in the third period. And uh, but then a tired Elliot, tired in quotes, um, came back in Game Seven, and only allowed one goal on 32 shots, and the Blues won in Game Seven and clinched the series. So um, I, I I have a problem with with with, and her point is that. Hutton is is being run into the ground while he starts. Hutton has 16 starts this season. He's 11-4-1, 1.79 GAA, 9-4-1 save percentage, two shutouts. We talked about it. Best he plays. He's playing better than anybody else in the NHL. Allen has 34 starts, over twice as many this season. He's 18-14-2, 2.74 GAA. So Hutton has 16 starts, and we're running him into the ground. I don't buy that whatsoever. Uh, he's played uh, he's played a lot in the past few weeks, but he just came off a five-day break, and we have a four-day break coming up uh, for the All-Star break after tomorrow, um, and he hasn't even played 1,000 minutes yet in, this, in, the, in the league in the season. His 969 minutes played is 37th among goalies. So uh, the whole running into the ground thing is ridiculous. He's not – he's – there are, there are other – there are a number of other backups in the league that have played more minutes than he has. Um so I think you trot Hutton's butt out back out there as a starter as much as you can until it looks like he needs a break. Um, and I think uh, we talked about this. Did we talk about uh, who starts on Thursday? Who do you want to start on Thursday? Hutton. Hutton. Jeff? Carter Hutton. Okay. Carter Hutton. Me too. I think Hutton should start on Thursday. Um, and then if you want to get Allen back in there to get some work and to get him a start and see how he does, you put him in against these struggling Canadians. After after the four day break, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I think if if you want to get Hutt, Allen starts, um, so he doesn't, uh, so he's not without game action for too long. But he did play two periods plus, uh, just uh, two games ago. So I mean, he's not like he hasn't played in a game in a while. Yeah, no, I I think at this point it it would be kind of a repeat of going into the bye week <laughs> and saying, you know what, we're gonna roll Jake out there. It was the wrong decision. I think we all agreed on that last week. It was the wrong decision to roll Jake out in the final game going into the bye week. And 
it would be the it would be repeating that yeah. to put them out against Colorado, even though yeah they've they've come off their you know their ten uh, game winning streak, they're hot. You don't want to put Allen in that situation. He yes thirty saves on thirty two shots, but two fairly bad goals. Yeah. I let him mentally reset and come back for the what you know what is typically considered the second half of the season after the All Star break. Give him the break. So um, hopefully that I, I, I am no longer ignorant and childish on my comments on Twitter on, on on discussions pertaining to the Blues because I, I like to think I'm not ignorant on on the Blues. <laughs> Did and she's a social media influencer. She was the social media influencer for the Coyotes game. Oh, was she? <laughs> yes, she was. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. Mm. So uh, that was a bad game to be a social media influencer because well, if there is a social media influencer compliance department, they may <laughs> want to have a word with her. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Lance who has joined us from the Drop Podcast. Lance, hello. How are you guys? How are you, Lance? We're good. Not too bad over here, uh, just listening to your podcast talking about Carter Hutton and Jake Allen. Um, I agree with you guys for the most part. You've got to ride Carter Hutton as long as he's playing well. But you can't be with Jake Allen. You can't expect Jake to play well when you play Carter Hutton 8 out of 10 games. And you've got to also look at Jake's games against Philadelphia. Those two on threes, one on threes, you know, two on ones, that was not that game was not his fault. Panthers, he didn't play well, but after the Blues took the two to nothing lead, the Blues sucked in that game. I mean, you've you've got to put some of this on Jake Allen, but you've also got to put some of this on um, the team also. And if you want to have those two strong goalies in the playoffs, go back to the Blues when they had Brian Elliott and Jake Allen. One would play four or five games, six games, sometimes a little bit more. The other would come in, they'd give him a chance to play a couple games. We all know Jake Allen's psyche. This, uh, if, if they don't play Jake a couple games in a row and give him a chance, he's, he's, he's going to be the type of goalie that's done. Because for some reason, if he has a bad game and doesn't get another chance, he seems to really suck the next game three or four games later. If What, what concerns me is with Jake – you, you want to keep Jake fresh. You want to keep Carter Hutton in there if he's playing well. But you've got to look at Jake and say, okay, you know, if, if let's say he plays against Montreal. Let's say for some reason the team plays bad and he loses 4-1. to one. Is Mike Yo going to go, oh, my God, Jake Allen sucked that game. Yeah, we weren't good. But I'm going to start Carter Hutton eight more games. Uh, you've, you've got to have two goalies. And like you guys said, I'm not talking about Lettinen and, and, and Niemi here. I'm I'm talking about uh, Jake Allen, who's been a starter in the league for several years now. He needs to be given a chance to get that job back, you know. And Carter Hutton's great. You got to play him while he's hot, but you also have to give this guy a rest. The most Carter Hutton has ever played is when he took over for Pekka Rene in the year that Pekka Rene was hurt, and I think he played 30 to 40 games. I might be mistaken. And if you look over his career, he's 32 years old. He's five years older than Jake. If Carter Hutton was a true legitimate starter and could play 60 games, take away this year. I'm talking about those people that are talking about, you know, trade Jake in the offseason, bring up Ville Uso, and have Carter Hutton as your starter. 
He's never proven he can be a starter. At 32 years old, you would think if the guy was a true NHL starter, sometime from the time he was 18, 19, 20 and drafted, or not drafted, up until now, he would have gotten a starting chance. But he hasn't. There's a reason for that. Uh, you know, you've got to keep Jake fresh, too. You, you have to do it. You can't put him in one game every five games. You can't put him in one game every six games. You, you can't do it. You've got to give him a chance to play a couple games in a row. If you do that, he gets his confidence back. Then you've got two good goaltenders. Who, uh, you've got a good situation. Hey, Lance, who would you start uh, tomorrow night, and then who would you start on Tuesday after the break? I would start Hutton tomorrow night just because I wouldn't put Allen in there with, against the Avalanche. Because with the way the Blues have been playing, you don't know which team's going to show up. Is a team going to show up that played good last night? You know, I see all these tweets that the Blues played great last night. No, you know, it was only one to nothing in the third period. Uh, you know, they played good, but man, if you really watch that game, the Senators were terrible. They had a couple of good chances against Carter Hutton, but for the most part, they couldn't get the puck down the ice. They couldn't get it out of the neutral zone. This game tomorrow night against the avalanche is going to tell us a lot about the blues in my mind. Are they coming back? Are they starting to get back to where they need to be? Uh, you know, because this team has played, they did play better, but you've got to look at the opponent. They've played terrible against the coyotes. And then they played okay to good against the senators. The, this team has still got a lot to prove to me. I think they've got the players to become a contender again, but right now they're not playing that way. And you've got to treat your goalies. Uh, you know, the way that they need to be treated and not play the guy that was your starter every eight to 10 games and not give him a chance to get good. Because if you do that, when it comes to playoff time, and let's say Carter Hutton has played the majority of the games up into the playoffs, Carter Hutton gets hurt, you're screwed. You you really are screwed because you haven't played your backup goalie that much. Um, We also have uh, another listener who has joined us. Um, I forgot your name, sir. You joined us last week. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, this is uh, Andrew Kern. Andrew Kern. Okay, Andrew. Um, what's uh, what's on your mind, Andrew? Well, you're talking about goalies, I guess. Uh, about uh, oh, are we uh, are we upset that we're playing Hutton as much as we are? Is that the uh, the tone I'm doing? Um, there there is a a certain number of of uh, people, social media wise, that uh, kind of had a backlash on uh, uh, starting Hutton after the three goals on 12 shots performance against the uh, Coyotes. And then they started, oh, they came back. You mean with after we had like 18 shots in the first period, like that's Hutton's fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, r- r- right. I it, think, I, I think, uh, I think you have to give that to the, to the defense, not Hutton. I, and I don't think Allen really played all that well afterwards. I mean, he was decent, um, but it wasn't like a miraculous comeback. I think you continue to give it to the guy who was hot um, and continues to be playing um, one of the best uh, save percentages in the, the NHL. And so it sounds like if you look at our standings right now and we're, or our point percentage, for one, we've played more games than anyone else, and we're just barely hanging in there. We really can't afford to lose games right now. You play the guy who's winning. So, so it sounds like you're in agreement that tomorrow night you would start Hutton. What would you do? I guess maybe it depends on the game Thursday, but but what would you do coming out of the break? Who do you start? Hutton. I, I think 
you can give Allen a back-to-back game, and then if he starts to show what he is, then you give it to Allen. But why are I, – I don't – I know that Hutton is a technical number two goaltender, but he's proving more and more that he has the ability to be more than that. So why not give it to him? Yeah, yeah to, to counter Lance's point on him never proving to be an NHL starter – while I agree, but but to play devil's advocate, Dwayne Rolison was never truly given a chance until he was in his 30s. And he was, for a while, one of the best goalies in the league up until he hit about 40. So you never know. I mean, I'm not again, I'm not suggesting that's going to be Carter Hutton, but you never know. Some of these goalies are just late bloomers. Right. Yeah, there is such a thing as a late bloomer. Um, there are few and far between, but I, I think what it comes down to for me when it comes to Carter Hutton right now is you ride the heater to the end. The guy, you know, he had a bounce back game last night, had a shutout. Um, maybe it had something to do with seven defensemen in front of him. Probably not. But he, he had the bounce back game that we needed. He got a shutout. He goes. He gets a shout out tomorrow night. I want him starting against Montreal next week. I think I think that goes back to um, my comment earlier about Hutton. You treat Hutton right now as your number one. And I guess yeah. if you're not concerned about Allen uh, not getting as many starts um, as Hutton, uh, mm-hmm. not getting you know, I mean, we're Hutton, Hutton is getting the vast majority of the starts. Um, how would you? Okay, so say say on Thursday we win. Say we win four to two uh, uh, tomorrow night, and Hutton plays well, and we win. He stops, you know, twenty six out twenty eight, whatever. Um, and so a number one goalie for any other team would then probably start on Tuesday after four mm. days rest. So, Absolutely. I mean, I, I guess I guess I understand that that makes a lot of sense to me, um, unless you're concerned about Allen not starting. You know, much. and and to to Lance's point, you know, I I get the logic that you don't want the guy who is your long term number one to sit for a long time, but he needed a long term break mid season last year, and it they gave it to him, and he responded. He came back in in uh, in March, and you know after after they brought uh, Brodeur down to work with him game in game out. Um, maybe that's what needs to happen again. I mean, they, they cashier the goaltending coach. Uh, it was Ty Conklin's gone, and uh, they brought in a new guy. I forget his name. Um, but clearly whatever they're doing right now isn't isn't helping him. I think it's a mental thing. I mean, if, if Jake Allen needs to take off uh, January and February and come back in, in March, as long as Carter Hutton's playing the way he is, I'm okay riding him all the way there. I'm I'm okay riding Hutton until this heater is done, and you know if Jake Allen at this point isn't you know hasn't developed mentally professionally enough to deal with the fact that in the NHL in a league that you know this is the most parity we've ever had in the league, you're fighting for points game in game out, fighting for playoff position from here on out. That you know if you can't respect that there's a guy playing better than you. And, you know, then he, he's got more development to do. And at this point in his career, he should understand that. And, you know, I, I don't think you put him in to keep him fresh. You're fighting for every point you can get. No, I, I agree. And I've, I've mentioned that too, that, I mean, it, the, the teams behind you in the standings, 
um, are playing better than you, and they have games in hand, and they are right behind you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it 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 would not take much if we lose a couple in a row, and a week goes by, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're in like that, ninth place in the conference. Right, it's, that that game tomorrow night is is huge. Because Colorado, I mean, they have like I think it's like three games in hand, yes, yeah, and they're like a few point four points behind us, something like that. The sweater notes just posted a, a screen cap of current NHL standings after tonight's action. Okay, and so if it, it is it, uh, the Jets at sixty five points, uh, forty nine games played. The Predators sixty three points, forty six games played. So, you know, right now I think the Predators are probably the favorite to finish the top of the division, although the Jets are so surprising at how consistent they've played all year. Then the Blues at 61 points, 50 games played. The Stars, 60 points at 49 games played. The Avalanche, 57. So we, with 47 games played. So we, we effectively negate the game in hand by a regulation victory right. tomorrow night. Right. It's big. Because, I, 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 I mean, granted, games in hand, we always talked about this when the Blues had games in hand on other uh, teams. It seemed like for a number of years in a row, we always played less than everyone else in the first half of the season. And we always talked about, oh, yeah, we're, we're in fourth place in the, in the division, but we have like four games in hand on everybody. And it's like, oh, but you got to win those games. Um, so the teams behind us, yeah, they have games in hand, but they got to win them. But they're playing, but the thing is, they're playing well. Better than we are, most of them are. So that's that's what scares me. So yeah, dicking around with the goaltending and and trying to get Allen to start here and there, um, to get him work or to not run Hutton into the ground. Which to me at this point, worrying about that is ridiculous. It's sixteen starts. That's all he has. It, we're not going to run him into the ground yet. So we got a ways to go before that happens. Um, he's a professional athlete. He's well conditioned. He's started sixteen games. Uh, he's he's fine. I wouldn't worry about that. Um, up next for the well, Blues, I, I, Kurt. I would yeah. worry a little bit about it, okay? Because he has he he hasn't started more than twenty one games since twenty thirteen fourteen, okay. and that was in a complete season, right? But I he but started thirty four thirty four games that season. Since then, it's seventeen, fifteen, twenty one, and sixteen. But so five five more games, right? He's going to have started just as many games as he had in three or four years. And and I would I would uh, to play just to counter that I would say. Um. So what? <laughs> I would say I, 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 I'm, I'm not. I'm not no. saying that Carter Hutton shouldn't start games. I'm saying, regardless of what people think, you have. If you want to have a guy that was your number one goalie, and he's not been playing well, regardless of whether the teams played good in front of him, there's a lot of people that's not taking that into account. If you watch these games. The Blues normally will play a lot better in front of Carter Hutton than they do normally. I'm not saying yeah, I, all the time. And you guys should know me in the past. I'm not a huge Jake Allen fan. Do I think he's a good goalie? Yes. I'm just saying you want to have a, both goalies to where they've played enough in a season to where if something come up in the playoffs where one or the other, whether it's Carter Hutton or Jake Allen goes down or towards the end of the year, your other goalie needs to be prepared. And it's very rare that you have a guy that plays 65 games in a season and then gets hurt in a playoff, right. and his guy comes in and just is lights out all playoffs. It has happened a couple times, but it's pretty rare. 
I'm just wanting both of these guys to get playing time. Well, Carter Carter Hutton's playing great. I'm glad he is because we need him to. And Jake needs to get some playing time. I just don't want the Blues to let's say Jake Allen starts against Montreal. Let's just say that. And like I said, he loses four to one. Then all of a sudden, they don't start him for ten games. Well, here's that. that, that's that. That's they. That is not what needs to well, be done. You're you're talking about uh, each goalie getting uh, a good number of starts. Uh, I think you know Hutton. Uh, Allen has started over twice as many games as Hutton so far this season. So he started 34 games. Hutton started 16. So, I but mean, but Kurt, if 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 you've ever played goalie and you play for three or four months straight, two three times a week, four times a week, and then all of a sudden. You play three times in three months, right? Four times in three months, and then the playoffs come, and you're called upon. Here, here's here, you're going to be rusty as hell. Trust here, me. Here's the deal with that. I, I, I mean, I, I, I get the whole game action thing, but it's not like he's not lacing up skates. He's practicing every day. He's on the ice every day. He's going through scrimmages and drills. Um, granted, it's not game situation. It's different, but it's not like uh, you or me or Bill or Jeff or whoever, where if we have things going on. We missed a couple of games in our leagues or whatever. We haven't played hockey at all or put on skates at all or practice at all in three weeks or a month. So um, I think I think the no, whole... I, I, I understand you know I mean? that. I'm just saying... I, I'm just saying start Carter Hutton while he's hot. If Jake comes back and has a bad game, don't all of a sudden put him in the back and treat him like he's a guy with leprosy. I wouldn't say that. Give I him other chances. No, I, I, I'm not saying not never start Allen. You, 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 I mean... You, no, I'm not you, saying you, you said that. I'm saying there's a lot of people online that are you know, basically saying yeah. when he's Carter Hutton's our starter now. Yeah, let's think, not but, play Jake Allen. But here's the deal. I mean, I, like I said earlier in the show, I think you treat out Hutton right now. You treat Hutton right now like he is a number one, and you spell the number one like Bill just said. You spell the number one occasionally with the backup, and Allen right now technically is the backup. I mean, that the number is just this, the number of starts Hutton's got recently. He's the number one. That's at least that's the way it's. No, I, 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 no so I think I so every every I, I every that. five six games whatever give Allen a start and uh, um, hopefully it works out the way where you can you, know, you can be got back to back games um, you can give Allen a start on one of those or uh, a better matchup or a home game or whatever um, but I don't think they're gonna sit Allen I mean unless unless they're fighting for tooth and nail for every point they need which they almost are right now. But I mean, yeah. if they're if they're like on the outside looking in, and Hutton's playing so much better than Allen, I don't I don't give a shit uh, no, what I, Allen's I mindset either. is. I think you start Al, you start Hutton until he no longer performs the way he has been performing. Because if you need points, screw what happens later. You need points now. So I think, but that's down the road. I think, I think I think we kind of agree. I don't I don't I don't want to sit Allen for ten straight starts either, but. Uh, you spell your number one, like Bill said, like you would any other number one goalie. At, you know, five or five starts in a row, and you play your backup, and, you, and then you you play Hutton again. And as long as it's working that way, it works that way. I think that as long as you're getting points and Hutton's playing fantastic, better than any other one in the league, you really you you have to start him a lot. Yeah, I I think we agree. I think we're just going at it a little bit differently because I I agree with with everything you're saying. I'm just afraid that. It may happen to where it gets to that point, and let's say, you know, Jake loses two games, three to two. Yeah, it, you know, he has a, he has a game on, let's say, a back to back. He's got a game on a Sunday, and he loses three to two, and then and then two or three games later, they bring him in, he loses three to two. I don't want the Blues to think all of a sudden Jake Allen can't play, you know, well, because that that has happened in the past with other teams. Well, and I, I will I say, I think Jake's a good goalie. 
I will say at this point, the recurrence of this Jake Allen forgets how to play goal in January. Like I, I thought this year was a big test for him uh, from a you know mental development perspective. Uh, hoping that you know last year was uh, you know he had he had some significant life changes. You know had a had a kid mid season last year. Um, which, you know, is uh, not, not typical this day and age uh, with players. But, uh, you know, so I, I was willing to chalk up that, you know, there were some off-ice distractions that he needed to attend to. But this year it's, the, it's you know, history repeating itself that he, you know, doesn't play well and he needs a long mental break, right? Yeah, and, I, 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 and, I agree with that. And I, I think that that's the, a red flag long term part. with him. But you've also got to look at the way the Blues have been scoring. Oh, They've yeah, only no. scored more than more than three goals three times since December 9th. And two of those times have been in this month. So, you know, you could say the whole Blues team laid a fart in December. What were they, 6-9-1, 6-8-1? Right. No, you know, you've got to score goals to, to allow your team to win games. Right. And, and I it, know Hutton's it, had this problem, too. As a goalie, it drives me nuts that we're spending so much time talking about Blues goaltending problems when it's the scoring that's the issue. And I think that the game that everybody, you know, is so upset about was the fact that, you know, we had we finally had, you know, a, a game where the guy that we had been riding didn't have his best game and the offense wasn't there to rescue him. And, you know, that, that was the, you know, mm-hmm. that was the Coyotes game in a, in a nutshell. And, you know, it, the team has to get right up front and start scoring goals and let us stop talking about <laughs> how bad Jake Allen is. And that's in a nutshell, that's, the, that's a problem because I think uh, as uh, Blues fans uh, and critics of the team, we've almost come to accept the fact that offense is just not good. And we just, just like, okay, that's a given now. The offense it's is not good. So fault. now, now sure. it's the, the, the focus is on the goaltending to then allow at most two goals a game, hopefully one goal a game so we can win two to one. Uh, mm-hmm. that, and that's a, that's a problem. I think it's it, – and uh, so I agree that the, the offense is a problem, and which is why the rumors are out there for acquiring a forward and for some reason price. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> which, you know, would be cool. That would be kind of cool, but I don't know if it's going to work for us. Um Carey Price, the first goalie to wear number twelve in the NHL since the the uh, original six era. Hmm. Cool. Kurt would love it. I would love it. I love it. <laughs> I might no, yeah, number twelve was my number. Um. So anyway, uh, we should we we're running way long. We need to wrap this up. Um. Andrew, anything else you wanted to add before we uh before we go here? No. Go ahead. All right. All right. <laughs> no. I. I, I... I'm with you. You've said your piece point. and you've, uh, you've, I think I really just, I don't know how you don't ride the hot goalie. I really, uh, we need the points bad. Um, it's scary to look at the rankings nowadays. Um, especially when we get annihilated by teams like Arizona and you wonder well, what's next. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. Let's hope that the, the <laughs> that the performances against teams as the, the caliber of Arizona, does not uh, happen again because that's a that if that happens again that's a bad sign. Um, Absolutely. Our uh, our next show um, is probably going to be Wednesday the thirty first um, after the Montreal game on Tuesday. Yeah. If, if that works for you guys. And I I know a few guys that are going to be at that game. Yes, uh, Bill and Jeff and myself uh, will be uh, at Center Ice before the game and then at the game itself. So 
if you're going to be at the game, send us a tweet or something and yeah, we'll... if if there's a game time upstairs meetup in between periods, I think we're we're going to be in the the same general vicinity uh as uh Mr. Blue's hat and uh the uh the regulars up there so. so so we can have a nice positivity meeting yes <laughs> Kurt, I, I, think, I think we need a logo for this let's go blues night at the blues game <laughs> right yeah yeah that's uh that's I, I can make that happen um nobody would care but i can make it happen <laughs> uh, we can we have a nice do, uh, we can uh, live a... recordings of us at the game and then play them on next week's show yeah there you go a nice circle jerk of positivity yeah. In between periods. Wait, what? <laughs> great. Anything involving a circle jerk is always positive. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna participate in the positivity uh, on Thursday, there, uh, Lance? I'm trying to be. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to participate. So good. That's not, that's not easy. All the all the cool kids are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so probably next Wednesday for our next show after the Montreal game on Tuesday. So. Um. Anyhow, uh, uh, Mr. Blues Hat said uh, at LGB Radio, you guys have the best podcast I've heard tonight. <laughs> that <laughs> positivity <so> continues. <laughs> the best podcast on Wednesday, the best live podcast on 9 p.m. on Wednesday nights ever. <laughs> I've been saying That's that for years. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, well, you see, Lance, so, you guys are wonderful. Lance knows. Lance knows. <laughs> you guys are as wonderful as a Patrick Berglund slap shot. <laughs> Yeah, the one that yeah the, the famous gif i love it <laughs> uh real quick to the guys who jumped on you want to tell our listeners how they can find you on the socials yeah i'm at uh bruce is the cat at uh g uh at the twitter bruce is the cat and that's your actual cat's name which i found out last week absolutely it's <laughs> great love it and of course, everybody can find me at droppodcast.com and the Twitter handle is uh, the official drop. Official the drop. Official the drop, yeah. I, look at me. I'm, re- I'm correcting you on your own Twitter handle. Man, it, I'm tired. It's <laughs> been a hard night. <laughs> it's hard being positive. <laughs> it really is. Well, when you get as old as me and you got to run down the stairs to take the dog out, then you got to run back the, uh, up the stairs, then you got to run down the stairs to the basement to get on the show. It was quite a workout for me. And <laughs> eh, just do what I do. Don't let the dog out. Um, I don't like stepping in shit personally, but that's, that's just the me. that's the opposite philosophy as the the Baja men had. <laughs> don't uh, let the dogs out. <laughs> don't, don't let the dogs out. <laughs> no, the Baja no, men's mother. No, no, no. <laughs> don't let the dogs out. That is Jeff Ponder's life theme song. <laughs> uh, that, I, I don't even know how to take that. That will that will do it for this week's Thanks, episode. Guys. yeah. Thank you, Lance, uh, for joining us, and Andrew as well. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, that will do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Don't forget to uh, please check out the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri uh, when they are uh, they're open. <laughs> they opened a long time ago. That's not even that's not even written here. That's just like I've got it like... In, in, it's reflexive. It's, it is reflective, reflective in my mind, yes. Good God. Uh, for Bill Day, Jeff Ponder, uh, Lance and Andrew, uh, I am Kurt Price. Uh, that will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well.
Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.